Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 87 of the spoiler cast. I am your host Tristan and I am joined here by Mohammed Ali Dahl. Hail to you! Steely Daniel! <laughs> I am in your ear. <laughs> and Barra. I Sorry Barra, I couldn't really think of anything off the top of my head. It's okay. But I do know what it's your stand okay. is and we'll talk about that. Well, alright. I'm more of a Heyman user myself. <laughs> oh really? Since, Even if yeah. I told you your stand name? Is Blind to Guardian! Okay, done. <laughs> and with that, I've won him back over, ladies and gentlemen. What is the spoiler cast? The spoiler cast is your semi-occasional look into things we've been watching, playing, consuming. And if the name isn't a giveaway, we are going to be talking about all of it. Well, at least as far as we get in this episode. But that means spoilers are on the table. Tristan. No, take them off. I yes. don't want them there. <laughs> Too late. They're on the table. I got this table specifically for spoilers. Put them back. Behold my spoilers where. Is that Tristan. an enemy spoiler? <laughs> this must be the work of an enemy spoiler. <laughs> Tristan, if you had a stand, what would it be? Oh, so. All right. We'll get right into it. Uh, so my stand is called Daft Punks. <laughs> or in the English localization, Stupid Yankees. <laughs> it is a medium range support stand with very low attack power on its own but anything it comes into contact with it steadily improves over time any damage the thing had sustained prior to me coming in contact with it begins to repair and it becomes a better and better version of itself so if uh, Daft Punks is touching a pane of glass the longer Daft Punks is in contact with that pane of glass that glass gets stronger, clearer more resilient, harder to scratch, until eventually it is basically invisible, bulletproof glass. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> Bera! Oh, you rogue! Bera, your stand name is Blind Guardian. It is a short-range, high-power stand, as should be, you know, as should be. But its special ability is that within a fixed radius around you, Anyone who considers causing you harm loses one of their senses, chosen at random. Tristan, did you come up with a stand for everybody here at the table? Clearly he did. I'm sure Allie probably has her own. I, and I don't I actually. <gasps> I have too many things I'd want my stand to be named after. I'm sorry. That's that's honestly the hardest part is finding a a band that hasn't been already used somewhere in JoJo's, and b coming up with a stand power that hasn't been used before. Have now, Arctic Monkeys been used yet? Nope. No. But that leads us into so for those of you who have been following the JoJo spoiler cast, you'll know we are currently running a JoJo's giveaway. We're giving away. A... Don't don't laugh. I'm very, I am very disappointed in all of you, listen, you listening at home. Uh, so we are giving away a limited edition Blu-ray for the first season of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime containing Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency. And how many responses have we gotten thus far, Daniel? We got one. We got one. Give us more. I'm hungry. Give us more. Now, 
Our previous question was, without spoilers, what is your favorite part of JoJo's? I see that maybe I've made things a little too a little too complicated to try and tiptoe around spoiler territory. So, we have a new question for all of you. Hopefully this will get your brains going and get you really into uh, trying to, vying for this limited edition Blu-ray. So your new task, listeners, is to come up with a stand for Daniel. Ooh, I like that. He's already chosen the name just now. There's no backsies. His stand name is Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen who are, and everyone in between on that glorious rainbow who is listening, come up with a stand for Arctic Monkeys for Dan. So, I'm like, kind of wishing now that, Dan, you played drums in your band, because I just want your stand <laughs> to be a bunch of monkeys playing drums. You know what's better than a bunch of monkeys playing drums? <laughs> what? Uh, one of those monkeys from Japan that lives in the, that like uh, chill in the hot springs, shredding a guitar like Dan shreds. <laughs> all I can, uh, all I can Fuck. think of is um, the four monkeys from Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Oh my God! Yes. The, Fuck um, those guys. What Little bastards. Yep. The, uh, well, what about the big that? monkey? Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not that. I'm. These are monkeys, so it's the little. Yeah. Uh, what the heck is the name of the monkeys? Of I don't Sekiro? remember the name. I'm gonna but look it up like, while we're doing this. There's like, yep. you know, the hear no evil, see no evil. Yes. Yep. Exactly. See something no, no evil, and then like a fourth no evil, like fucked up. Do one, lots of evil. That's the fourth one. Is do lots of evil. Folding screen monkeys. Folding. Yeah, screen folding monkeys. screen monkeys. Now, now Daniel, Daniel. Daniel. Where can the lovelies at home go? Where can the lovelies at home go to put in their entries into what your your stand should be? Uh, spoilermedia.net slash JoJo's. Yep. Also at spoilermedia.net is where you can listen to all of our prior episodes. As yep. well as, you know, you uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. You know, basically everywhere, uh, everywhere better podcasts are listened to. Where There's better no books thing. are sold. Is that the saying? Exactly. This is the best podcast out there, Tris. What Damn are straight. you talking about? So, today, we are go for today's episode, we're going to be focusing on the first half of Stardust Crusaders. We've left Hamon mostly behind. Jo you know, Joseph is still here. He's still got the old mojo, which is just not as useful right now. But we are on to... The big new thing stands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Allie and I, being longtime Joe Bros, have been have dealt with stands for years. This, for us, they're old hat. But Dan and Barra, as newcomers, how are you? How are you digging stands, especially compared to Hamon? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I am digging them more because well i guess let me take a step back they are different in very key ways and ways that don't they're sort of apples and oranges to me but mm -hmm. i think the reason why they exist is because there are more characters with more powers in this season it feels like than the others 
where they were just good fighters, and then a couple of them had extra powers, sort of like um, Dragon Ball Z people having key energy versus just good fighters or something like that. So it feels like a way to diversify what the characters can do in the show. Um, because honestly, like none of it really makes sense in, in a good way, but none of it really makes <laughs> sense anyway. So <laughs> it's just sort of an interesting way to change things up, I think. Yeah, it's honestly like what Araki does. Yes, there is a certain level of continuity, and there, but there is the meme Araki forgot, or yeah. what I like to think of as Araki remembered, but Araki doesn't care. He wants to do his thing. Yeah. And we're just going to let him because his thing's actually pretty freaking cool. So I'm a little medium on stands. Uh, and I guess I'm also, I think it's also kind of, it gets to my thoughts just on this season in general. Uh, and that, you know, I think that stands do oftentimes, sometimes it can be for some very cool stuff. Like my favorite, the favorite episode from this is probably like, you know, I really like the lovers episode. That's the one where they went into his head. It, we did the little <laughs> miniature one, right? That's the lovers. Yeah. Yeah. The lovers well, is Steely great. Steely Dan. That's Steely Dan. Yep. Right, and then also, excuse me, uh, another uh, one that I enjoyed was the was the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street like baby one. Yes, yeah. the baby. <laughs> Death thirteen. At the same time, I mean, I guess there's another part of me that's you know is like some of the characters like Death thirteen are fairly decently fleshed out in addition to their stands per se. Um, and I think the whole, same thing would be with, with Whole Horse. But <laughs> this is going to sound odd, but I sort of feel like the amount of effort and energy that's put into stands and fighting them as a monster of a week also kind of makes it so like that the, that the hero, that, that the villains and even the heroes are like less fleshed out as characters um, than in previous seasons. And that's a bit of an odd thing to say because a lot of the pacing and the fights for this are definitely better than the previous seasons. But I guess for me, this is maybe just because maybe I'm just not getting the full JoJo's hype. But nothing has ever fully grabbed me as much as those literal first three episodes of jo of the first season of JoJo's before he got but before um, uh, Jonathan got his uh, was it was it Jonathan or Joseph who's the first one? It was Jonathan. Before Jonathan gets his Heyman powers and like, but and even after Heyman, it's just like there, there just seems to be a lot. I, I don't like. I am not as interested in the like. I do appreciate Abdul quite a bit, and I like that he came back. But even so, like these are, I don't know. It's like it's there. There seems a, a lot of standing still, and then let's see what other cool stands we have. And that's a little less compelling to me than like, oh, let's fight the Pillar Men and defeat them or oh let's stop dio when he's like an actual threat in our face so, so anyways sorry 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 to be the cold bath of water my <laughs> friends but uh but no yeah. i think it's a valid point barrel yep. like i love stands and this fun stuff you can do with them but stardust crusaders is long yes it and is. i understand that it's an important touchstone within jojo's history but it's too long. It's yeah. too much. Yeah. Well, basically, we've been sitting through the mandatory, like, 12-hour stands tutorial. It's kind of what we've been doing right now. Yeah. Um, and not doing much with it. Like, there, like to Barra's point, there's less character growth. I know there are more characters, but, like, 
I don't really know much more about Jotaro than I knew like in the first episode of the show and he's I would guess is marketed as the main character oh, um, yeah. there's some growth in some of the other characters a little bit but even that's not a lot um, I won't talk about Joseph because Joseph is the main character in the last bit so that's a little although I would argue he might even have more growth <laughs> or at least you learn more about him yeah. uh, in in his life in this in this season yeah so so I will say that the second half of Stardust Crusaders has probably is significantly better than the first half which we are coming up on um, our fir- the first half's worth of stands are all for the most part fairly simple which is weird to say when we're dealing with stuff like Death 13 and the Empress and um oh god um which one oh god it's, my uh, fave strength right which one was strength was that the car the guy with it's the, the car that, that's boat. Boat. oh the boat that's boat monkey with the fucking orang- pervy orangutan Tang. the boat yeah the boat is the thing is the stand <laughs> the entire thing that in the um that and the fly oh yeah. the fly one was really good yeah i just yeah. i love a good like trapped in a enclosed space. space kind of story i feel yeah. like there's a phrase for this but i can't remember what it is yeah um this first season is of uh, stars crusaders is also very much uh, a rocky's homage at, uh to western horror movies yeah, yeah just... so we've got we've got the fly, we've got uh, creature from the black lagoon in dark blue moon, we've got uh, child's play with the devil, we've got nightmare on Elm Street with Death Thirteen, we've got the Blob with Temperance, like like good lord, there's just a ton of horror movie references. Um, In our, 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 in the next half, we're going to get into some stands that are <laughs> way more convoluted, and will make things way more interesting, rather than just straight fights. Uh, which will almost become the standard going forward. Okay. I will also say that my favorite, uh, so my favorite fight, stand battle in Stardust Crusaders. Except for the penultimate, except for the ultimate fight of Stardust Crusaders, which is just hype as fuck, um, hasn't happened yet. Is there more um, plot development in the second half? Like, is it more focused on the conflict with Dio, or is it still oh, like, yeah. kind of aimless? Okay. Oh yeah, it's very much cool. We're here. We gotta find Dio. We gotta get to Dio. We gotta figure out what. We gotta figure out. Oh God, what's Dio stand? What does it do? Also, um, I why am I say, at the bottom of these stairs again? I would say that we should also probably summarize like what happened in the plot for this season, to to a, at least like the at least the framing of it, just because um, I mean that is a bit of a, a fool's errand when it comes to Araki, but I think it'd be good <laughs> to just like give the give the overall like uh, overview in, in case somebody's yeah. listening to this and hasn't seen it and wants to be spoiled. Yeah. All right. So the basic setup is it's been fifty years. 
sends uh, battle tendency. And Dio is back from a coffin at the bottom of the sea. And he is he has taken a over Jonathan's went body. To see, 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 to see what he could see, see, see. But all that he could see, 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 was a coffin at the bottom of the sea, see, see. I hope you like my song. <sighs> Sorry, continue, Tristan. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, so hey. Joe's that. Nah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so our hero, so our hero Joseph Joestar has returned with a new power, and it turns out everyone in the Joestar bloodline ha- now has these powers from their connection with Dio. But when, but when his daughter Holly, this power starts to manifest, and she can't control it, it starts slowly killing her. So, so Joseph must take his grandson, Jotaro. Jotaro Kujo and a gang of wacky adventurers they gotta get to Egypt gotta defeat Dio within 50 days to save Holly this is I think I think part of the issue though is that the plot could really be summed up as um, Dio's body gets uncovered gang gets together and travels from Japan to Egypt. Yeah. And like and like yeah. that is the storyline for 26 yeah. episodes. Yeah, Dio, Dio gets uncovered, which means wacky shit starts to happen to the Joestar family and other people. Yep. Because stands are a thing. Uh, let's go save the lady. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like, that could be some, that could be like the some whole plot summary. Which... Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like when you think about Lord of the Rings or something like that, right? Like it's an we adventure story. We gotta go story. destroy this piece of jewelry. It's, right. The story is there's a ring. We have to destroy the ring. And there's a bunch of stuff that happens in between. But yeah. like that's the story. I just think there's like almost. Ali brought it up earlier, but there's just almost too much of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also to just like I love a good monster of the week kind of formula, yeah. but like. Yeah, Stardust Crusaders definitely drags on a little long. Well, I mean, but I think in terms of, like, you know, your classic travel stories, though, I mean, Lord of the Rings is a good example of, like, how there is a lot of character development. I mean, the Fellowship is all about the tensions that they're dealing Mm -hmm. with. And, you know, they also, you know, and, 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 you know, and and how they're fraying apart and dealing with, um, and also just exploring things in, like, this really cool in this really cool and interesting way and then at the end of that first book and then Gandalf dies apparently in the first book what Gandalf dies I kept that secret from my Spoilers. dad that he was coming back for the until he saw the reveal in two towers <laughs> like Aww. I kid you not my dad never read the books he saw Ian McKellen he lo- he lo- he enjoyed the first movie thought Ian McKellen was great he saw he didn't win an Oscar I was like oh no he could just try to win it again well I guess he's not coming but well he died though so it's not coming back and I held my tongue, and my dad did not realize that Gandalf comes back as Gandalf the White until he saw him in theaters in Hancock, New York. God, I mean, nice. wait. Now, uh, now you to know be how fair, Alien... I didn't read the books either when I was a kid, because honestly, oh, they were Lord. not my cup of They're tea tough. as a kid. They're tough. Hobbit's yeah. a lot easier. I kind of want to read them as an adult, roller things as an adult, because yeah, it was a it was a bit of a slog. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, it's like, but you, you just in terms of cinematically though, but but yeah, then you know, but then you also have the stuff with you know the fellowship broken broken in fellowship, 
and then in Two Towers, you're having like these two different folks dealing uh, dealing with their conflicts, and then also throughout it, you know, you're just having Sam getting uh, Frodo getting continuously weighed down until eventually Sam has to like pick him up on his shoulders and physically carry him and the ring. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful story. There's there's a lot of beautiful friendship elements to it. So it's, it's like sky love between two guys. Exactly. Yeah, and Bera, and Bera, yes. now you know. The, the, so how you felt with your dad? That's exactly how Ali and I felt. Trying to not spoil <laughs> Abdul's return for you. That's, we could, that's fair we, enough. We could feel we were losing you. Ever like, oh god, we just got Abdul comes back, but we can't tell him. No, and I mean, yeah, and, I, and, and that was definitely a very, very, very pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for 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 absolute for absolute certain. Yeah, and the story, the main story behind that was that originally Iraqi had planned for Hall Horse to join the Crusaders, um, and Hall Horse will actually get a f- lot more development in the second season of Stardust Crusaders. Okay, he interesting. Eventually changed his mind though, and was like, okay, so I need to bring back Abdul. Um, also, and also, as, as we've said, this is a journey, right? And many times, something like this, it's not always about the destination. Though, in this case, the destination is really hype as fuck. Um, <laughs> sometimes it is about the journey. And honestly, one of the things I really like about Stardust Crusaders is all the stuff that kind of happens between the stand battles. You know, when the, when they're going to new places, they're seeing different things... And you really get the sort of feeling of, this is a Rocky going like, oh my god, I went to Hong Kong and this happened. And I went to India yeah. and I saw all this stuff. And I do love that it's basically a travel guide for, like, South Asia. Yep. Like, it's it's great. Or, I guess, is that technically South Asia or is that, like, West Asia? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure... Well, and then well, we we'll also get to India and like, Pakistan and all that time. stuff. So, yeah. Um. Like, like it's all these. It, it is the ultimate broad trip, right? Did you just yeah. really say broad trip? Yes, I did. I fucking hate you. Also, yes, <laughs> technically it's South Asia. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so part part of, I to me part of the appeal of Stardust Crusaders is going on the journey with these guys you know like seeing all these things and yeah oh god there's another stand battle this must be the work of an enemy stand but it is also about the journey and also seeing uh joseph joestar continue to be completely unlucky when it comes to vehicles you just hit on something Kristen. that was one of my favorite parts actually of the, the with the stance and it as it relates to the travel guide piece is as they're traveling through these different areas, um, different locations, you know, every episode sort of gives you this like creepy feeling of, well, anything really could be the stand. Like, you know, an entire ship is a stand, a a fly is a stand. So like at that point, anything could be a stand and it provides like a lot of fun moments. I remember when we were watching, at least I I was, I forget Barry if you joined in, but we're guessing like, what was the stand and i was actually right like every now and then which was scary <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck what was the one uh there was one i think it was the one with the car 
You were like, the car is a stand. Yep. Yeah. And yes, it is. (laughs) And yes, the car is a stand. (laughs) It's, I've been watching too much Law and Order SVU. Like I know all like the TV plot. Oh God. That's me right now. We're currently watching through Stargate SG-1. Yeah. Oh, Stargate SG-1 is so good. It's really fun. It's the Teal'c show. Uh, I only care about Teal'c and Samantha Carter. Actually, I like Jack a lot. Daniel is... I sometimes I really like him and sometimes I really hate he gets, him. He gets a lot better. So as the but Silk is the on. best. So Ali is the best. I, I just but, have one question for you if you're watching yes. Stargate right now. Yes. Why aren't you also doing this as like a Zoom party with Triss's parents? Do you know how happy they would be to have someone to watch Stargate with and talk to them about it? Oh my god. Because I'm watching my, it with my spouse. My folks yes, have watched I'm all sending the one through my folks have watched all of SG one all the way through way too many times but yeah the the point i was gonna make was uh i'm at the point in my tv viewing where i'm like ah this is going to be the thing that happens yeah ali is good at predicting the plot yeah yeah but anywho jojo's yeah good Um, old jojo i kind of want to take a step back and like we've been poo 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 pee pee all over this so far i feel like no we love stardust crusaders and, i've been trying well, not to well no and I, when i say we i'm i'm you know i'm bringing myself into it quite a bit because i feel like i've been i mean it is really I mean, different it's, it's from my, one and two it's my and, fault like, i apologize well, no it's not you your know fault, here's Sarah. the I thing feel the same way and the ways you felt <laughs> i'm thinking to myself what 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 must have it have been like if you were like a diehard fan of this from like you know phantom blood and uh, battle tendency when the manga was coming like when this came out in the manga first and like how did people feel with that shift I really want to know well, yeah. I think that there's another thing too that um kind of also I think is maybe what's like so everything is technically like the technical stuff in this is a lot better whether it's uh, both the fight choreography just makes a lot more sense the stands mm-hmm. create like a just make, it, it makes a lot more sense but um then the characters that aren't Joseph and Joseph also is not necessarily doesn't necessarily change the dynamic because he doesn't fight it. He's just one of the boys. Um, like with the exception of Abdul, and even then he's just kind of just like this one note. I'll be awesome one note character that I really like. I'm just like I'm a badass foreign dude and I'm gonna lay down the law. But you know, but these three, but um, are but like you know. Kakuin, uh, gosh, who's the person with, like, the... Oh, Kakuin, Polnarf, and Jotaro, they're all kind of... Well, they're all dicks. <laughs> like, and, 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 like, and this is, like, in contrast to, like, Jonathan, who... To, to, to Jonathan, who's, like, a cinnamon roll of a man, and uh, totally not a dick, and Joseph, who is, who is fun and, uh, and, and enjoyable and, like, you know... In, and uh, even like uh, what's his face the person who got killed who was his friend who was a dick uh, who was the uh, oh Caesar yeah even got Caesar I know like that was his like, boyfriend his whole, his whole personality in battle tendency was you know I'm a dick was I'm a dick I'm a dick but, but I simp for Lisa Lisa exactly and I don't know it's just like I don't know like Jotaro is like he's just he's just mean and cat and uh and yeah, and Poldarf and Kakuin are just, I don't know, like, 
Kakuin's kind of creepy, and Poldarf is just, I don't know, I just he rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what it Kakuin is. Kakuin just really wants to marry a MILF. Can you blame him? Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. Ka- I yeah. I was sorry for the shit. Uh, this is supposed to be positive. <laughs> this is supposed to be positive. I know. I want to I, I want to back you up on this, Bear. I, you know, I, I don't mind Kakuin. I just don't think much is going on there. I there, I, I, I think this is who you just said. There is something about Polnareff that I can't stand. Is is that is that the one that you said? Yeah, that you did Polnareff that? is the one that I can't stand. Yeah. Like Kakuin is just like vaguely creepy sometimes, but like there's something about Polnareff that I do not like. That wasn't even Kakuin though. That was Temperance or. Except the, the Kakuin did it! Temperance. Except the Kakuin did it on the train! No, you know what? Kakuin did lay that egg. Yeah. Well, so so the so the idea is that, is that with Stardust Crusaders, Jotaro is our main protagonist. Joseph is has been sort of moved into the mentor role. And Araki was wanted to be very specific about that. That like because he was like, yes, I'm bringing back the old hero, but I don't want him to dominate the storyline. Because I want to be able to tell a new story with new characters and new things. You know, i.e. stands. Um, the idea is that, is that Kakuin is meant to be uh, Jotaro's traveling companion who's his age. As opposed to Polnareff who's in his 20s. Uh, Abdal who's in his 30s. And Joseph, who is at this point, like, uh, almost 70. Yeah. I just, you know, to me, like, Jotaro and Kakuin don't do anything for me as characters at all. Like, they're just kind of there to me. I like their, I like their stands, mm-hmm. but, like, the characters themselves don't do anything for me. And Polnareff, like, actively, like, repels me. <laughs> Polnareff, Polnareff is the goof. He's the. Was Polnareff is the... like the pervy goof, and sometimes he really works for me, and sometimes he really doesn't. Like whenever the like the episode where it's oh god, we like literally just watched it, and I don't remember the name of it, but the stand that like brings back his or you know quote unquote brings back his dead sister. Yeah. Oh yeah, fortune. Yeah, fortune. Thank you. And but then it's like, oh, the thing that makes Polnareff interesting is this sad backstory where a woman is raped and dies. That doesn't really sit well with me. My name is my name is Jean Pierre Polnareff. You killed my sister. Prepare to die. Like, I'm glad that he's a chivalrous enough dude to give a shit about another human being like that. But also, his, you mean his sister? I mean, some people don't give a shit about their siblings. <laughs> No, but but I mean I, I would say that. But like that shouldn't be what makes him a good character. Yeah. Is he cares about avenging his sister because he loves her? It should be like other stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, I like laughing at him. That being I said, won't lie. he did have one of the best moments in the whole season, which was when we first 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 met him and he set the table on fire and made a clock. Yeah. 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 No, that was great. Other than that, also his. Me. Eternal quest to find a place to poop because yep. I can relate to that. Polnareff Pol- has to poop. It's a uh, yeah. Like, uh, look, pooping. You're really vulnerable when you're on the toilet. Okay. So, so uh, especially also, when you're traveling and it's an unfamiliar, you know, strange toilet, and you're like, and there's pigs coming up through the toilet to eat yeah. your poop. <laughs> uh, hey, hey! Some people can only poop in their toilet at home. I, you know, I don't understand how they live. 
Um, I don't understand how they live either, because, hey, when nature calls, nature calls, you don't let that shit go to voicemail. This but is true. That is a thing, you know? So there's something I want to say about the whole Joseph mentoring Jotaro, and I sort of feel like Joseph kind of just like enables Jotaro, and I just think with me is that Jotaro has a really cool fighting style, and when he like gives it, gives the business to people who deserve it, it feels great, but he's also just like a really rude dick, especially to like women who are hitting on him, and, or also I should add women who are hitting on him in a non-aggressive way, like they're- Or his own mom. <laughs> Also, his own mom. I don't like it just when women are in with... general. Yes. So, so... And what I would have liked, uh, no, in addition to what to finish today, is that like yeah, what yeah. I would have liked to see is that it would have been cool if in this big long thing, Joseph was like mentoring him and getting him to be to care more uh, to care more about other people and be less of a di- and be less of a dick. Um, like I don't. Know, I, I feel that that there could have been some really growth with him in that mentor figure. But instead, I think he just enables him and then crashes whatever vehicle they're driving in. So, so, so one of the things that it becomes more apparent, not so much on your first on your first watch through or your first read of Stardust Crusaders, um, is that Jotaro's tough guy persona is very much an affectation. Like, yeah, he's an angry guy. And if you piss him off, he's going to beat the shit out of you. But he does care about his mom. Remember, he is a high schooler. He's going through his rebellious phase. No, shut up, mom! I don't care. Mom, a bitch. But when, but but when he notices, but he does also notice before she collapses that she's really pale and and like like he sort of tuned into, hey, are you, hey, mom? feeling okay i wish i just wish there'd been a little bit more of like i'm not looking to jojo's for the most deep emotional insights into characters but i just wish there'd been a little bit more of that right and he does get oh god because i think we do get that in later jojo's maybe not to the degree that i would still like it but like like you definitely see more of that kind of stuff in uh golden wind Oh yeah, and and I think also in Diamond is Unbreakable, but I just mm-hmm. I also love and, pretty much everybody in Diamond is Unbreakable and so. Stone Ocean, and yeah, holy shit, and holy shit, like you guys, you guys <gasps> want Jotaro character development? Yeah, wait until we get to Diamond is Unbreakable and Stone Ocean where he will yeah, get... too too bad it's gonna be a little while, but holy shit, <laughs> yeah, <gasps> yeah, no Jotaro, just wait another eighty, it's episode. that fucking line where they're like, this is this is Diamond is Unbreakable in a nutshell. Jotaro shows up and he's like I'm gonna whip you boys into shape my wife left me good good that's, that's it that's Jotaro in a nutshell and diamond is unbreakable I also there's also the there's also the meme of no no of course she would leave Jotaro 
because his ideal woman is a woman who is completely uninterested in him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, regardless of what, what his ideal is or not, you treat a like uh, yeah, you you call your partner you call your partner a bitch several times, like you know, and don't apologize. Like uh, they will leave you. Uh, yeah, and guess what? That's kind of out. a big that's kind of a big moment for him. <laughs> He's gonna go be sad and talk to dolphins now about it. Uh, yep, ocean man, <laughs> ocean, ocean man. man. Take me oh. by the hand. <laughs> Wait, did any of you guys see the the Rick and Morty season uh, season five? Premiere? I'm Mr. Nimbus. Oh, <laughs> he controls he owns the, the police. police. <laughs> <laughs> he controls the police. <sighs> I I love that show so much. <laughs> I've only seen one episode of it. I think ever, maybe maybe two. It's worth watch. It's it's highly worth watching. The main yeah. thing though is is that um. I think what turns off some people to watching into it, but which I love about it is, is that uh, you really just have to like go into it the thing that like Rick is someone who knows everything but understands nothing. Like yeah. you are you are reading that show from both, in my opinion, like you know, like just like I feel like it's the wrong way uh, to to read the show, or at least far less enjoyable. And uh, if you just read like, oh, Rick is always right, it's like no, he's a miserable, miserable man who thinks he's doing everything correct. And yet, um, yeah, and it's also, so it's like Rick? that, plus Morty's growth away from that. But the Szechuan sauce, Barra! <laughs> I need my Szechuan sauce! You know, I, I'm glad you, you said that, You need a really high IQ to understand Rick and Morty? Oh see, this that's is, see, that's Ollie, what turns me this, off of Rick and Morty this, more than exactly. anything. Yep, exactly. I do it's, not fucking blame you. The, the fandom the is awful. Attitude of the fandom. Yeah, yeah, don't talk to other people who like it. Just, yeah, like, no. talk to yourself. Or, or honestly. us. I mean, Ali and I are fairly cool. <laughs> No, I, I, no, don't talk to me about it either. Don't talk to Aww. don't talk to me about it. No, because no, talk, uh, talk to your talk to your therapist about talk to your therapist about your Rick and Morty addiction. I mean, but that's the it, I I would I do think that like Rick and Morty's toxic fans really do turn off a lot of people. Um, and yeah, and which is a shame because like literally I feel that they're missing the point. And I'm normally not that harsh with people's interpretations of things because you know. Don't, oh, don't oh know, no, they, 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 they totally are, are though. They but are like, missing yeah. the point. They are but missing really the point almost are. as bad as Scarface fans. <laughs> almost as bad as Scarface but fans. But Tristan, he has all the money. He has all the money and the drugs. Oh, you mean Breaking Bad? That too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Anywho, boy. back to Stardust Crusaders. Back to Stardust Crusaders. So, <laughs> so, what, so in the first half of Stardust Crusaders... What is each person's favorite stand encounter? Uh, the death baby. The baby. Uh, <laughs> baby stand engraved death. in my arm. How did I mean, that get there? Honestly, the like, I like them. I like most of them quite a lot, but the baby is the one that, like, I think has the really the most fun concept because Nightmare on Elm Street and also like it's an evil baby that fucking swallows a scorpion yep. so it won't be found out for being an evil baby, baby. Uh, and then Conkyween makes it eat its own poop Yep. I think for me it's a tie between Death 13 as in like you know the, the that evil baby is like and uh, the lovers I think the lovers might get it just because the lovers I think is the single best Execution of a back and forth stand fight 
um, mm. to a very satisfying conclusion. I do also like that the lovers, like, that episode actually, when you see just how much pain Steely Dan is putting through uh, Joseph through and how much that actually affects Jotaro... Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah, well, that's one of those moments where you're like, no, no, Jotaro does actually care. <laughs> About men. Sorry, sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. And, 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 the, and, the end of, and the end of The Lovers. Oh, actually, Dan I also really liked, um, oh, it's fantastic. Crap, the Judgment one with Enya, with Enya, with Enya. Yep. Or Enyaba, yeah. rather. That's probably my second favorite one, because it's creepy as fuck. It's creepy as fuck. It's Night of the Living Dead. And it's... it's, it's also, it's it has lots episode. of whole horse, that piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love seeing whole horse get fucking riggedy-wrecked. Is, is, is Enyaba so... the one... Is, is Enyaba the rapist who gets righteously murdered? No, that's no. Uh, her son. That's her son, Jay Giles. Right, Jay Giles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whole Horse is the, one of those characters that you just love to see get fucked over. Yeah, I love to hate him. He's great. <laughs> He's great. Um, Dan. How about you, Dan? I think I already brought him up, but basically I think my favorite one is the boat, uh, Strength. Um, oh, shit, right. Just because I think it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> and um, But I think the one that sticks in my mind the most for some reason, and I, I think the reason, is because it was when the switch flipped of like we're just here to have fun everyone was the um the gray the tower um the uh, beetle the stag beetle that is the responsible fly. for mass murder oh yeah yeah we're just like no 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 this thing is going to this person is going to use their invisible power to murder civilians because remember everyone nor non-stand users can't see stands like like whole horse becomes Except way more terrifying <laughs> well whole horse becomes way more terrifying when you realize that he can carry a pistol with invisible an invisible pistol with invisible bullets that he can remote control anywhere and you can't take it from him and you if you don't have a stand you can't even know he has it Yeah, it's JoJo's is so much fun, and that's what I wanted to say earlier when I was like, "We're peep peep poo pooing." Peep peep poo poo. It's still fun as hell. It's still fun. I just wish it was shorter to the point. Um, overall, with with the with the stuff, but like, I never didn't enjoy it. It was just like mm -hmm. you know, looking back on it, you're kind of like, "All right, well, nothing really." nothing really happened it, and you know in this way it does remind me a lot of one piece where mm, yeah that makes sense it started it started off they're very different shows but it one piece started off with these simpler shorter plot lines and arcs and then just over time is just ballooned into these massive multi-hundred of episode affairs where like you know this could have been an email plot points and stuff like that yeah. um abound Although so, I've I, I gotta say that uh, from from uh, in its mother's basement's fault, who also loves JoJo's by the way, but I am sort of tempted to like read One Piece, not watch it because I think that's impossible, but like <laughs> I can read a lot faster than I can watch anime, so yeah. I, I I am being tempted because I'm it's apparently just like 
it's highly impressive how long the guy has been doing it, and also it's been like a continuous plot with characters through it. I mean, don't, now, now don't do it. Vera, <laughs> first of all, do not th- seek the treasure. Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> also, Vera, bear in mind that you may fall into the same trap we have Berserk fans have fallen into, and the story, and the story may not outlive its creator. I don't you know. know. Um, I, 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 we'll see. We'll see. It's a. You know. You also, by the time. By the time you catch up, uh, you'll be you'll probably catch up to One Piece just in time for One Piece Shippuden to start. <laughs> oh God! I um, I've heard quotes from him recently. Um, Oda, the creator of One Piece, saying that he's looking forward to wrapping up the storyline, but his arcs suggest no such thing. Yeah. Given how long and aimless <laughs> they are recently. Um. With, like, hundreds of characters being introduced and all sorts of crazy stuff for really not a whole lot of anything. But anyway. See, that the big that's kind of the big difference between Oda and Araki. Is that Araki is totally willing to be like, cool, I'm done with this story. Time for a new part. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to One Piece, which is just... We just keep adding onto and onto and onto and onto, and now this sandwich is bigger than my head. How am I going to take a bite out of this? Right, because they do. You're, you're talking about the fact that they move on to different characters entirely. So, like, there are different storylines with the different characters, correct? Right, and you may yeah. get you may get some like, you know, some cameos, some people coming back, like Joseph in part as the hero of part two, now back in part three. Right, but for the most part, you're dealing with different different regions different characters different villains different themes i mean that's true of one piece but the the overarching characters are the same like the the main characters are the same throughout um but everything else you said is true of one piece it's just handled with the same within the same group of characters yeah it would be like if lord of the rings took like over a thousand manga chapters (laughs) Gone. It'd be like it'd be like if Tolkien started with Silmarillion, and then wrote everything in between to get to the Hobbit, and then wrote everything in between to get to Lord of the Rings. Right. And I was like, "Hey guys, look! Remember Elrond from chapter like fifty-five? He's back!" And you know, you're obviously tied well to this series, Tristan, with JoJo's, and I feel like it's much in the same way. It's like. You know, moments hit harder in One Piece because you've been with the characters for so long and for so many episodes, but then at the same time, you're like, could we have just, like, edited some of this out? And, <laughs> right. Like... <laughs> can, we, can we abridge a little <laughs> bit here? Do I really need to read these 20 chapters? No? None of these characters come back? Cool. Or my, well, and getting back to Tolkien, my trick for getting through Lord of the Rings is just skip all the songs. Yeah. Up oh, and they're singing? Cool. Three pages later, great. What? Back into the action. <laughs> wow, somebody hates folk music. Jiminy Criminy. <laughs> oh no, I love folk music. I just don't like reading just the music. Well, sing so, it. Sing it. So, sing it in your mind, Tristan. So, so Dan. May I make a proposal for either you or Ash What's as that? musicians? You guys should uh, produce either a concert or an album 
um, with one of your projects of uh, doing the Tolkien songs. Ooh. That would be, I think she'd. I think we'd both. She would definitely super enjoy that. She'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think her her stuff could her style could be fantastic with that. You know she's a huge fan, right? No, I didn't know she was a huge Tolkien fan, but that so checks out. Oh, massive Lord of the Rings. Bigger, bigger fan than I am. Yeah, no, sure. that I, I, everything I know about Ash told, that checks out. Um, yeah, no, tell her or yeah, tell <laughs> give her that suggestion because yeah, that'd be fantastic. If she's a massive fan, then yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, especially since there is no array, you know, there's no musical arrangements with those songs, so you, it gives you like almost a Mermaid Avenue type yeah. carte blanche of it, where you can do the arrangements where however however you want. Um, yep. Yeah, no, it's a. You 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 uh, you know Mermaid Avenue, right, Dan? I I I'm assuming. What is it? So Mermaid Avenue was um, Woody Guthrie's widow went to uh, Billy Bragg, the great folk punk guy, and was saying, "Listen, you're like going with my husband's legacy. I feel like you're doing what my husband was doing. So I want you to uh, have these songs that he wrote lyrics to, but didn't have uh, oh. music." And then he was like, okay, that's awesome. I can't just do this alone. So then he calls up Wilco and says, hey, Wilco, um, you want to do this? And he tells the story Godzirk, which I don't know if it's true or not, where he knows Wilco loves Dublin. He's like, hey, Wilco, Dublin is halfway in between Chicago and London. He says, and because they ha Americans have no idea about geography, the we made this album. And the album's amazing. And it's Wilco oh, and nice. Billy Bragg collaborating on these Woody Guthrie songs where they had the lyrics, but not the music and it's incredible um oh, cool. absolutely incredible um uh, yeah if i any if you guys haven't heard it before it's just it's it's one of my favorite albums it's just like so many beautiful things of just like these two hyper talented artists working with one of the great songwriters works and then you know adapting it their own way nice thanks yeah. for the rec yeah i really recommend listeners watch jojo's then listen to mermaid avenue i have hmm. spoken there's no continuity, but that's okay because there's no continuity in JoJo's anyway. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, let's go. Let's all go eat Italian food. <laughs> which is which is my favorite arc from part four. But we'll get to that later. The Italian food arc. Our protagonist punches a plate of spaghetti because it's suspicious. <laughs> That's a very specific, specific, suspicious looking tomato. But, but wait, Italian food was also a plot in Battle Tendency because of the squid ink pasta. Yes. Yes. It's oh, almost no. like a Rocky's a fan. Now I want some squid ink <laughs> pasta, yo. I haven't had Chris that. Was... Oh, sorry, go on. No, go ahead. I haven't had squid ink pasta, but I did have like this, these, these, uh, these dumplings and cuttlefish dumplings in an Asian place. Which used like cuttlefish ink, and they were mwah, real, real good. Yeah, yeah. So spoilers: Ooh. squid ink is basically just dark salt. <laughs> it's delicious. It's delicious because you know it's salt. Um, it has that umami. 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 Um, and oh, you can. Uh, I'm trying to think. God, Bobby, a little. Unfortunately, it's the sort of thing you'll probably have to procure online. There are, like, some very fancy restaurants that have it. Yeah. But, you know, fancy restaurant. Right. Uh, 
Anything else uh, in general, Tristan, that you wanted to talk through? Let's see here. I mean, all right, we, do, we don't want to go into super huge detail. Um, what, Dan and Dan and Barra, what are your predictions for what kind of stands we'll see in the next part? I don't think I can say. Like, <laughs> there's no random as it is that I don't think there's any way that I could that I could predict what the stands would be. Now, they're going to Egypt, right? Yep. So maybe there will be some pyramid thing or something weird like that. But honestly, like, everything is so random and that I just don't think it's possible. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you three stands from the series. Mm-hmm. One of them is in the next part. I want you to know i'm not going to say if you're correct or not yet uh i just want to get your takes on it so the first stand the first stand is a origami stand that can trap things in paper through um those uh escher like uh linked images you know like the repeating patterns that loop into themselves that's one. The second is a stand that utilizes the DNA of a target and an appropriate host to spawn a basically hunter parasite that can track down and hunt the uh, original DNA sample, the person that DNA sample belongs to. I think I've seen a clip of that. I think that's the one. And then the third one is an electrical outlet that if you touch it lets the stand user uh, magnetize you and control the rate and uh, amount of the magnetization. Well, Barra may have cheated, so I'll go with what he said. Um... So, so these are all stands that existed in JoJo's. Right. And exist in parts that have been animated. Gotcha. Only one of them will show up in the second half of part three. I'm still going to go with Barra's example idea. Barra does have good ideas. <laughs> Not his idea, but his choice. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know. I know. What Point we're... is, yeah, we stand Barra. <laughs> we stand Barra, if you Which will. Which stand do you stand? That's why oh, they are called stands because they stand beside you. That's the whole reason they're called stands. Has there ever been like a crossover between uh, Jotaro and Monkey D. Luffy where they both punch rush together? Probably. Uh, in one of those let me games see. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, was it Jump Stars? Maybe. Who knows? Probably. I just, I just feel like a non-canon crossover would be pretty great, and then like they, uh, they just punch rush someone between them. It's like. Yeah. Uh, we here for punch rushes and bullshit and the bullshit is hilarious and the punch rushes are satisfying this is true this is true, this is true. in other okay. news uh, in other Jojo's news um, supposedly the current part Jojolian is apparently supposedly starting to wrap up uh, which is interesting because it is the longest running part thus far 
Uh, also, I haven't been able to verify this, so take it with a grain of salt. But supposedly, uh, Diamond is Unbreakable Part Four is coming to Netflix <gasps> with with uh, non unaltered stand names. Whoa! Shit! Right? Whoa! Whoa! Like, if so, that's huge. That's gonna be my probably my preferred way to watch it, uh, apart from the, when the Blu-rays eventually come out. Yeah, shit. Oh wait, no, the Blu-rays for Part Four are already out. I already have them. What am I thinking? Um, <laughs> it's it's the manga for Part Five that's finally being translated and also coming out. I think ne- the first volume is coming out next month. For the that's first time in print in the baller. United States. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely super, super into, uh, if we can get part four with unaltered names. God, that'd be amazing. Right? Ugh. And then lastly, because we haven't had a chance to talk about this since our last episode, uh, just in other anime news, um, hearts go out to Kentaro Miura's family, his editors and his apprentices um for those of you who don't know kentaro mira is the author of the was the author of the manga berserk one of the classic dark fantasy series and fucking gorgeous like this man had such an eye for detail there are so many dual page panels that are just intricate gorgeous works of art and he passed suddenly about a month ago uh from an uh, from a heart, from a heart issue, and now most likely uh, Berserk will never be completed. It is another uh, Berserk has been going on for thirty years. Well, I heard that uh, with 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 Berserk, someone like, and I, I so Tris kindly gave me a box of Berserk, and uh, I need to start the journey. Um, Yep. Uh, because you know it's been recommended to me for a while from a number of different people. I heard that someone uh, likened it to like this generation's Canterbury Tales, which again I don't know if it's really up to that, but it is interesting. Then as like you know, it would be interesting if it does remain unfinished and people's evaluation of it continues to be high, um, because yeah. there are some great stories that are just you know that are that are unfinished they're, and such. They're unfinished. Um, yeah. So for those of you, yeah. So for those of you who are interested, uh, I'm going to also preface this with Berserk has the largest content warning I can possibly give. I could rent a billboard in the middle of Times Square and make that a content warning for Berserk, and it still would not be big enough. It is yeah. it is brutal. Bad stuff happens to everybody. Not everyone deserves the bad stuff that happens to them. It is a dark, dark fantasy. It makes Game of Thrones look like Sesame Street. However, it is also one of the most poignant and beautifully told stories of the human spirit you will ever read. Yeah, Berserk is like... It's something I want to recommend to everybody just because it's so you, good, but yeah, there's you, a lot of really there, yeah. nasty stuff that happens that just 
I cannot yeah. recommend it to people. Isn't it my? Isn't it my? It's my understanding that it is great, but there. Are, but if you do not like things that rhyme, but if things that well, no one likes things that rhyme with grape. But if things that like rhyme with grape are upsetting to you, then you should not read it. Is my understanding. Yeah. No. No. If to you be don't fair, like the thing that. Well, okay. If yeah. you like the thing that rhymes with grape, you need to go to jail. Exactly. Yeah. That's also if true. If you have a hard time. <laughs> exactly. That's perfect. Yes. Yeah. If you have a hard time and the thing that rhymes with grape is an actual, like, trigger for you, then, or it's just a hard thing for you to witness, then don't do, watch Berserk. Then don't do Berserk. To be that, fair, it is thank a you for that clarification, Ali. It's appreciated. It is also yeah. the story of a rape survivor who, de- who has to deal and learn to deal with that heaviness. Right, right. It is right. not just in there. It is a but, but yeah, I, but I would th- I would think that that probably makes it you know makes it a stand like you know again like I I'm it, it, although I do not like the reading things about the that rhymes with grape I you know it is not something that prevents me necessarily from from watching it but like you know if that was something uh, if that was something that was particularly difficult for me even if it was about somebody overcoming it it might not be I might want to I might want to steer clear for it but but yeah I think that's right yeah yeah so yes. Also, violence. Lots of violence. Lots of violence. And monsters. Lovecraftian horror. Um, Geiger-esque abominations. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, if I... If I... When I get... If I end up getting into... uh, Getting hooked in by Berserk... And read through all the volumes. Would love to do a spoiler cast on it if you guys are. Oh up. yeah. Um, but for those of you who do choose to undertake this this journey, uh, recommended listening is either or both albums by Beast in Black. Uh, both albums contain numerous songs that are just straight homages to Berserk. And I'm guessing that's why the guy who started Beast in Black left Battle Beast was because he was like, hey guys, I got a new idea for a song. And they were like, you know, man, not everything needs to be a reference to Kentaro Mira's Berserk. Irreconcilable well, creative you. differences. Shunk. And I will say, I, I, I do I do quite enjoy Beast in Black, but uh, that's also because I, I, I love me some power battle and I love me some synths. And yeah, that is, there, there is a lot of really real dedication to the synth. In a way that is, uh, you rarely oh, yeah. see out of anything. Honestly, I I almost consider them more of like a classic heavy metal heavy metal band than necessarily a modern power metal band. I, I wouldn't necessarily go with classic. I, I think what's interesting about Beast in Black is is that they combine a lot of like the 1980s synthy dance music with yeah. 1980s style metal. But like you know, as someone who's like a big huge classic metal guy, um, you know, it's just like you know, like the Iron Maiden only incorporated synths like. In, in like seventh son of a seventh son really and even that was like uh or maybe they also did they may have been in a little bit of that in somewhere back in time as well but you know that was never nearly that uh, near the us i mean like D- even dio which you know has the rainbow in the dark classic synth line it's always like it's accompaniment it's not like the main course and yeah. and uh, that's the that's the thing that i feel that's interesting about beast in black is they're willing to lean into it yeah some songs we're not going to use a guitar and yeah. that works and uh, it's yeah. awesome but it's just like uh, 
as someone who also really likes uh, 1980s like Italo dance disco shit and others like you know that also it, it's it's a peanut butter and chocolate mar- marriage that I just want to shovel into my face. Oh yeah, it's great. Someone, I I once heard uh, I once recently read someone was like yeah it's like um, Beast in Black they're like if um, I forget who they said but they, it was I, I, it wasn't Sonata Arctica but it was another like. A symphonic, you know, European power, power metal band, uh, and ABBA had a baby, mm. and it was awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, like my it, it, some of the stuff reminds me of like uh, like there's this song called Candlelight by My Mind, which like almost it, it has like some like it's totally different non fighty vibe, but it's like similarly just like elaborate beautiful synthy shit. Also, Master Blaster does a great um uh, remix of candlelight which is pretty fantastic um in terms of just like a, into into a into a pure techno song anyways apologies for the rest of the cast for going on about it it's like i i, I love this oh. it's not even my fault we got distracted this time hooray <laughs> i think we all are equally bear that responsibility Allie. nope i'm perfect i've never done anything wrong <laughs> okay, Ali, I'm a huge fan of you, but even that's not true. But I, I can't Shut even up, say Vera. that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I've been betrayed by my by my best boy. Wait, wait. I, we're all your best boy. What are you talking about? You're my best best boy, though. <laughs> oh, here it Fair is. Here enough. it is. Here it is. Okay. So no. So I was I was wrong. Um, the original quote. The quote I saw. It was a YouTube comment on the From Hell with Love music video. And it's, uh, when Judas Priest has a baby with ABBA, that would work. That would that work. would work. I'm like that. Yeah, that's that's pretty dang close to. Uh, that, that's that's a pretty not a not a uh, incorrect comparison. Ah, uh, okay. All right, I think we I think we're ready to wrap up. Yeah, Guys? yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, that's so, so yeah, I am... For some reason, you are all coming through my computer speakers now. That's bizarre. To loop it back to JoJo's, I am very interested in uh, in this next part, though, mainly because I think Dio is a really compelling villain, and I am curious to see how the fights and stuff go when they're closer to Dio and they have the, that stakes around it. Like, uh, you know, the Dio fights in, uh, in Phantom Blood, you know, like... Their fighting was not as, you know, Araki got a lot better with his fight choreography and, lo- and logic um, when he introduced stands. And I'd love to see that combined with, like, Dio, who is, like, really an incredible villain. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's, it's all uphill from here. It all gets better from here. Um, yeah, so, so, to close out, so to close out, um... Please go and listen to our previous episodes of the JoJo, of the SpoilerCast, especially our JoJo's ones, if you are into such a thing. Go to SpoilerMedia.net slash JoJo's and come up with a stand for Dan. Remember, the name is Arctic Monkeys, guys. Arctic Monkeys. What does Arctic Monkeys the stand It'll be do? As a reminder. I'm going to throw something else in there. Guys, if someone, like, actually submits uh, the thing and get to the stuff i'm going to add uh, i'll i'll add a custom song to it or something 
Oh, I'm gonna add some bit of like art or random magic card or something to this too, because I want Triss to be able to give you this Blu-ray set and for us to have accomplished this mission as a cast. Because yeah. at this point, I'm taking it as a personal insult that no one's gotten this from Triss, and I want it there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sweeten the pot in some way. I might just come to your house. No, not really. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Don't do that, Barra. <laughs> it it may also be that just. Everyone already has the Blu-ray. <laughs> That's a far too optimistic reading, Tris. That's a far too optimistic reading. All right. Uh, That's a very optimistic reading. <laughs> so, time for the plugs. Cool. So, as always, you can read our read and listen to our stuff at spoilermedia.net. I am very, very rarely on Twitch at twitch.tv slash themillanihilist. Dan, where can people find your stuff? Well, mostly on the website, so spoilermedia.net. Um, if I do stream, I usually use our Twitch stream, and you can find those Twitch streams on the main homepage of spoilermedia.net. Yep. You can find the podcast. Oh, sorry, I'll save that for you for later for Tristan. I don't really have much else to plug, so. Yep. Vera, where can people find your stuff? Uh, they can find it at the Daily Hampshire Gazette newspaper, which uh, you should subscribe to to support myself and the hardworking members of the, the Pioneer Valley News Guild as we uh, work to get a fair contract from our employer. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then, Allie, do you have anything particular you want to plug? Uh, well, you can usually find me on Twitter at uh, hey Linda Linda that's Linda spelled L-Y-N-N-D-A that's also my Twitch name where I will be streaming uh, well I have been streaming the Jinja Cup tournament it is a Mahjong tournament sponsored by the makers of the Mahjong Soul gacha game we are in the <laughs> top 8 now of the tournament after having gone down from 40 teams it's amazing please come watch and support those who love touching tiles. Yep. Oh, that's right, Gotcha Games. Uh, so speaking of Gotcha Games, you can also find me on the North American uh, Fake Grand Order server, desperately clutching my ruined wallet as we approach summer. I need, I need Bikini Musashi. She'll be so Sir. useful in the meta. But why? <laughs> All right. Well, where else, where can you find, well, I'll, I'll say this. You can find the SpoilerCast on SpoilerMedia.net slash SpoilerCast. You can also find us on all those podcasting apps out there like um, uh, Stitcher, like Apple Podcasts, like Google Play Podcasts, like Spotify is a big one. Lots of people like to use, I heard. So we're out there. You can also just download the good old RSS feed from the site, too. So apparently that wasn't working for the longest time and I just found out the other day it wasn't and I fixed it so <laughs> hooray but yeah oops yeah we're, we're actually on Spotify and uh no no Spotify's been working the RSS feed wasn't working oh well yeah whatever whatever way you I choose to enjoy I apologize if us. you're still listening to us and the RSS feed was like an old version of the show so sorry everyone if you tried that and if you like what you've Shiny. heard if you like what you've heard share it with a friend it's true we always like more people listening to us, and also we actually have a number of uh, exciting. We have some exciting castage up on deck too. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, yes we've got sure. a whole bunch in, coming in the pipeline. Yeah. Also, we need more than two listeners in Ypsilanti, Michigan. This is also yep. true. 
Ypsil- Come on, guys. Ypsilanti friends, please, you know, like, make Share us the your love. town's podcast. Get, give Triss a key to the city. <laughs> then make sure he never leaves because wait that makes sense that you like, would like to see Triss I was just thinking that he'd give you a house and you'd be happy but you'd want to come back to Massachusetts so let Triss leave when he wants to but offer him a home yeah <laughs> <laughs> you see here's the thing though is if I ever actually had like a home that I owned that was mine to do with I would just turn it into a nerd commune this is true. But the, <laughs> this is this is a, the this would this would check out. All right. Tristan with long hair and a lot and a beard, just like in a freaking robes, leading people around. So so there is no video component. So speaking of long hair, uh, there is there's no video component to this podcast. Uh, but I also finally cut my pandemic mane. Nice. I was able now, as I no longer need the hair, uh, I decided to donate it. Oh, lovely! Yep. So I donated to uh, Kids with Hair Loss, which Great. is a nonprofit that uses that generates hair pieces for kids who are like undergoing chemotherapy, what have you. Um, I was able to donate two ten-inch-long braids of hair. Wow! Ten inches long braided was how luxurious my mane had gotten. I will say it is really nice being able to feel air on the back of my neck again. Um, but for those of you I, who listening, well, you're just listening. There's no, this isn't a video podcast, so. Well, I, I, I will do a quick plug then. And that is that I was talking to some coworkers and did some research to learn that it's pretty much true. But the places like the Red Cross and other things that would like normally donate blood are behind and they don't have much blood left. So consider donating blood. If it makes sense for you, the blood god yeah. needs more blood, guys. Donate blood. We need more blood. All right. More blood for the blood god. Tristan, take blood us out for of the here. blood bank. Bone marrow for the donation pool. When the Warhammer 40k corn berserkers decide to uh, do community outreach. Hey. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.